Right now at Safeway, shop the big BOGO sale and get all your favorite cleaning essentials. Buy one, get one 50% off. Head into Safeway and shop for select items like Febreze air fresheners, Airwick scented oil refills, Glade three wick candles, Mr. Clean antibacterial cleaner, Method all purpose cleaner, or soft scrub cleanser. And get them buy one, get one 50% off. Offer expires November 28th. Restrictions apply. Visit Safeway.com or head into your local store for full offer details. Experiences are what people love the most about travel. Viator is a website and app where you can book travel experiences like hiking Mount Kilimanjaro in Tanzania or enjoying the views while cruising on a catamaran in the Caribbean. They offer everything from simple tours to extreme adventures. With over 300,000 bookable experiences in 190 countries, there's something for everyone. Plus, Viator's travel experiences have millions of real traveler reviews, so you have the information you need to book the best activities for your trip. When you book a travel experience with Viator, there's always flexibility and support with free cancellation, payment options, and 24-7 service. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10, that's V-I-A-T-O-R-10, for 10% off your first booking in the app. One app? Over 300,000 travel experiences you'll remember. Do more with Viator. You're about to experience a life-giving message from Bishop Kevin Foreman, pastor of Harvest Church, one church in global locations. To find out more about Bishop Foreman and Harvest Church, visit our website at www.harvestchurch.church. Your faithful giving is how we continue to bring life-giving messages like these to you. Give online in our mobile app or text the word giving to 59769. Remember to love God, love people, and love life. Because I got the Harvest Mobile app in there, let's make this confession of faith together. I am ready to receive and fully submit to God's word, which is the lamp to my feet and the light to my path. In this year of fruitfulness, I will manifest good results in every area of my life. In Jesus' name, amen. Father, do what you do when you do how you do when you do when you do it because you do it so well. We've already prayed for our neighbors, so we know that they're distraction-free, that they're ready to receive, they're leech-free, and that their worship's going to go to a whole nother level tonight. So we say, have your way for the remainder of this experience. In Jesus' name. Somebody say, Lord, have your way. I want to move right in this, guys. You know that we are in week six of our series, Harvest at the Movies. And Sunday, we used uh, the movie Toy Story. We're using movies from the big screen to learn biblical principles. And so we looked at how the toys got angry. Somebody said they got angry when Andy got a new toy. And whenever you're beginning to become new, the old, watch this, will start to remind you of what you used to be. How you used to do, how you used to act. Can I tell some of you that your greatest challenge isn't going to come from people you don't know. Your greatest challenge is going to come from people that used to know you. What you need to let them know is, you know what, that is how I was last week, last month, last year, maybe even an hour ago. But baby, if any man is in Christ, he is a new creation. All things will be made new. Which means never let somebody throw up your past to remind you of what it is that your future should be. Instead, say, I did all of that and some more. Matter of fact, I've done everything you said I did and a whole lot of stuff you didn't know nothing about. But since I'm in Jesus, every day is a new day and a fresh start and a new beginning. Somebody say, old won't stop me now. You got to tell your old friends, I don't do that no more. You got to tell the people you used to run with, I don't do that no more. You need to tell your old booty calls, I don't do that no more. Y'all ain't talking to me. You need to tell your old depression, I don't do that no more. You need to tell your old drama, I don't do that anymore. I'm becoming new. The old toys got mad because he got a new toy. Then the toys got angry when he stopped playing with toys. And I said this to you, as you grow in God, there are things that you will outgrow. But what's this? The, the butterfly doesn't apologize to the caterpillar. It simply flies over it. What are you trying to say, Bishop? There's some of us that you're having too many conversations, watch this, with folk that no longer have relevance. What are you trying to tell me, Bishop? Is you need to stop trying to explain to people that don't want to grow. 
while you are committed to growing. There's some family members they don't want to do right. There's some friends they don't want to do right. There's some coworkers they don't want to do right. And what you got to learn how to do is say, listen, you do you, but I'm going to do what I got to do. You got to get a Joshua spirit. What's Joshua spirit? Joshua said, you can do whatever you want to do. But as for me, finish it. And my house, we shall serve the Lord. Why? Because my house is next. There are certain things that when you're a child look cute. But there are certain things that when you're an adult, you look crazy. <laughs> and we looked at this verse. The Bible has this powerful verse from the Apostle Paul. It's 1 Corinthians chapter 13, verse 11. I'm going to move fast. So I can get through it as fast as I can. 1 Corinthians 13, 11. Paul says, when I was a child, and we learned on Sunday, child here isn't referring to chronological disposition only. It refers to his maturity. See, you can be old but immature. You can be young but mature. I'm trying to tell you, you might be young, but you're ready. You might not be young, and you're still ready. Now, he says, when I was immature, I acted like a child, which means you can be grown and still act like a child. You throw temper tantrums. You get attitudes. You think other people owe you something. Let me tell you something. Don't nobody owe you jack. You cannot walk around with an entitlement talent like you owe me something just because I showed up. Nobody owes you anything. What you want, you're going to need to work for. And I need you to know you're sitting next to somebody, watch this, that's been working hard for what they're about to see. They've been giving like they've never gave. They've been serving like they never served. They've been faithful like they've never been faithful. They push back tears right in the middle of pain. He says, when I was a child, I spoke like one. I thought like one. I reason like one. But he said, when I became a man, and that word man we learned on Sunday in the Greek, the language of our New Testament means chose, which means being a male is by birth, being a man is by choice. Being a female is by birth, being a lady is by choice. This is why some of you look at folks and you're like, what is your problem? They ain't chose. You look at some people and you're like, what is your issue? They haven't chose. This is why some of you, watch me, you're more of a parent to your parent than they parent you. That ain't everybody, it's somebody. Why? Because you got to make the choice. Somebody say, I have to make the choice. Oh, talk to me like an army. Say, I have to make the choice. He says, when I became a man, when I chose. In other words, it wasn't automatic. Just because you turn 18 don't mean you grown, grown. Just because you had your 21st don't mean you grown, grown. What's grown, grown, Bishop? It means I'm not just old, I'm also mature. And I need you to know, watch this, you're maturing into who you really are. Who you were before was an impersonator. But who you're maturing into is who God sent you to be in the first place. It's the version of you that's bold. It's the version of you that's strong. It's the version of you that's affirmed. It's the version of you that ain't in depression. It's the version of you that ain't in discouragement. It's the version of you that says, Watch me. When I became a man, when I decided to be a man, I gave up childish ways. So we looked at these three things. And, and gave up meant to separate from. Say separate from. Separate. Say discharge. Which means, watch this, maturity is knowing what, not, what to say no to. Maturity is knowing what to say no to. There are certain conversations you need to say, no, 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 no. But you've been saying, yes, 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 yes. When you mature, there are certain conversations you got to be like, oh, we're not having this conversation. You ain't pulling me into your emotional foolery. You ain't pulling me over there. There are certain people you can say, oh, I sense where this is going. You call me back when you get some sense. Are you hearing me? It means separate from. There's certain people you have to learn how to love from a distance. You have to separate from them because they pull you into immaturity. When you get around them, you forget you a man. So you act like a child. I gave up, separated from my childish way. So there were three things he said. He spoke like a child. That means we learned on Sunday to preach. Oh, that's what you're saying emphatically. See, when you're a child, you'll say things emphatically. No, no, no. Got it? Like a child. To say something, to talk, to tell, to utter. And we learned from Proverbs chapter 18, verses 2. We're going to look at verse 2, 6, and 7. I just want to hit this real quick. You hear? I'm going to give you the message title in a minute. Um, Proverbs 18, which means wisdom. Part of being mature means you're wise. 
See, wisdom isn't knowledge. Wisdom is the appropriate application of knowledge. See, smarts knowing what? Wisdom's knowing why. Have you ever met somebody smart that knew what, but they didn't know why? So when they were in a different situation, they couldn't win because they never got the why behind the what. I need some of you to realize the Bible says in Ecclesiastes that, watch this, through much sorrow do we gain wisdom. In other words, I need you to stop looking over your past and saying, why me? And I need you to look over your past and say, thank God for giving me some wisdom. Come here, Marvin. I'm wiser. I'm smarter. I'm better. I never could have made it. Proverbs 18.2. A fool takes no pleasure in understanding, but only in expressing his own opinion. Say fool here means immature. So he doesn't want to understand why. Whenever you're dealing with people who don't want to understand, stop trying to get them to. Most of your, most of your frustration with people is because you talk to fools. Right? And so you're sitting here trying to have an intelligent conversation with a fool. For some of you single people, the reason dating is such a chore for you is because you date fools. Y'all ain't saying nothing to me. And if you date one, you'll marry one. Watch me. The Bible says a fool takes no pleasure in understanding, but only in expressing his opinion. So a child always wants to get their side out. You know that you're dealing with someone immature if after you didn't say it what it is, they say, well, I just want to say this, though. <laughs> verse 6, a fool's lips walk into a fight. I like this verse. And his mouth invites him into a beat down. A child will push the limits until they push the limits against the wrong person. Then they'll cry victim when they get handled like the man they pretended to be. Then they'll cry victim when they get handled by the lady that they pretended to be. And I need you not to put it out if you can't take it back. I need you to stop thinking you're going to check everybody else, but can't nobody check you. I need you to stop thinking you're going to be all of this and that, but you don't let nobody do it back. Verse 7. A fool's mouth is his ruin. A child's mouth is their ruin. An immature person's mouth is their ruin. And their lips are a snare to their soul. What's your soul? Your mind. Which means your mouth can mess up your mentality. Because you'll hear you say something crazy. Then you'll repeat what you heard yourself say. You want to know who you talk to the most? You want to know who you talk to the most? You. You may think we don't see you riding down 225. We see you. You may think don't nobody see you when you get up from your cubicle. We've been watching. We see you. Let's tell the truth. How many people you already know you have conversations with yourself? And if, and if your neighbor didn't raise their hand, they have one right now to determine whether or not they should raise their hand. So here's the danger of talking to you. You'll say something to yourself, and now you'll create a cycle that you can't escape because you'll put it out, hear it, re repeat it. Put it out, hear it, repeat it. Put it out, hear it, repeat it. What does the Bible say? Faith comes by hearing, which means what I keep hearing, I'll eventually believe. So what I hear myself say, I'll believe. Which is why you can come to church and get the word and leave and undo everything you just learned. You, you can listen to the podcast and then go say something crazy to yourself. And it'll undo all of the good you just heard because you heard yourself say something. Now you got faith in what you said. Ooh, but I need somebody to throw your hands up and say, Lord, forgive me for misusing my mouth. It'll mess up your soul. That's your mind, your thoughts, your will. So you'll hear yourself say stuff like, I'm just so tired. So now you don't have the will to fight because you told yourself you're tired. You're not tired. You're just hungry. Y'all ain't saying that. You're not tired. Watch this. You're just frustrated. I need you to stop thinking this is the end because you had a bad day. I need you to stop thinking this is the end because you had a bad moment. It's a snare. You trip over your soul. You create problems for your mind. Thoughts, will, and emotions. So here's what I got to do. An immature person says what it's not. A mature person says what it can be. You got to look at nothing and call it something. You got to be like the Lord who calls things that be not as though they were. And you know where that starts? 
starts with what you say to yourself about yourself. What do you say to you about you? I need you to touch your neighbor on the shoulder and say, he said something right there. You're so busy trying to, watch this, keep other people from talking about you, you never checked you from talking about you. You're so busy making sure everybody know what they ain't going to say and ain't going to do, but you your greatest enemy because your mouth is wretched. So let's do a spiritual. Say, Lord, give me the tongue of the learned to speak life to myself. You are not a failure. You're not a mistake. You're not an accident. You're not, y'all not hearing me. You are more than a conqueror. You are mighty through Jesus. Number two, he thought like a child. That means to judge. That means he made judgments like a child. Okay? Would you trust your child to, uh, to judge who's right and who's wrong? More often than not, no. And if you do, You better have a golden child or something. I don't know. Why? Because they don't know how to distinguish between right and wrong fully. Here's what Paul says. I didn't know how to distinguish that. Watch this. While I was blaming everybody else, it was really me. That's what Paul is saying. I didn't know how to judge right. Then it means to direct my mind to. Paul said, I didn't know how to direct my mind towards what was mature. So my mind was directed on what was immature. You worried about how they said it, and that ain't, that's what immature people think about. You need to listen to what they said. <laughs> immature people will say, you, you coming at me the wrong way. <laughs> Mature people will say, maybe, maybe I didn't like that, but what they said is right. <laughs> Y'all ain't saying nothing to me. Seek for, that's what the word thought means in, in, in Greek, to seek for. Paul says, I sought for childish things. Paul was like, I didn't, I, didn't, I didn't want the adult stuff in the room. Paul was like, ha, ha, ha. <laughs> You see how cute it is? It's cute. <laughs> it's cute. <laughs> Children like to be entertained. Children like a good show. They don't want substance. <laughs> Did you hear what I just said? You know you're maturing when people talking to you like they ain't saying nothing, no. And you used to be able to get me with a nice show, but now I need some substance. You're going to have to come with some more than that. You know you're maturing in relationships. Watch this. When a pretty face walks by, but when they ain't got nothing to say, you're like, I'm good. Y'all didn't like that there. It's cute. <laughs> Thought, care for. Paul says, that word thought, he says, I cared for things like a child. That's deep. You know you're mature when you care for things because you protect them and preserve them because you don't want to lose them. Child don't do that. Let me prove it to you. Parents, your child will take them $70 school shoes. You got them. Come home. They ain't untying them. They ain't going to clean the soles. They just going to look at the front door. They ain't came out of everything. Shoes all still tied up because when you're a child, you don't care for things properly because you don't sense value. When you're maturing, you'll say, wait a minute, before I talk to that person that way, I better make sure, watch this, that that's okay because I value that connection. And if I say that that way, that might get me shut down. Y'all ain't saying nothing to me. Before I just walk in and act a fool up in here, up in here, I better care for it with maturity. Say, Lord, give me the grace to care for things like a mature person. You'll care for your family in a mature way. Man, y'all ain't talking. All right, man. So Luke 14, 28. Luke 14, 28, 29 and 30. Here it is. It says, for which of you desiring to build a tower does not first sit down and count the cost, whether he has enough to complete it. Otherwise, verse 29, when he's laid the foundation, he's not able to finish it. And everybody's going to look and mock him and say he, he starts stuff he can't finish. So when you're a child, a trait of being immature is that you have many false starts. You finish nothing. 
And let me tell you something. Look at me. If that's been your life, please hear me. If you don't hear nothing else I say. If you believe this, once I say it, I need you to put a praise on it. That ends tonight. See, how you just going to say it? Life and death are in the power of the tongue. These words aren't going to fall to the ground. If your past has been never finishing what you start, that ends tonight. Say, I agree with that. Immature doesn't even want to try to finish it. Immature isn't even concerned about doing a good job. You learn a lot about a person about how they finish something. Because that's what they really thought the whole time. That's who they really were the whole time. Say, I'm a strong finisher. finisher. Say it again, I'm a strong finisher. finisher. And then third, he said, I reason like a child. That means count like a child. Charge with like a child. When you're a child, when you're immature, you will charge people with things that aren't accurate. You'll charge people with things. Yeah, so-and-so, so-and-so don't like me. Based on what? Do you have any facts to support? When people come to me with stuff, they'll be like, well, I just feel, I say, oh, you can stop talking to me right now because I don't care nothing about what you feel. And it's not that I don't care. What I mean is let's deal with facts, not feelings. Touch the neighbor and say, deal with facts, not feelings. See, it's not that you don't care. What you're saying is maybe the reason you feel that way is because, watch this, when that woman did that to you, you got an issue with your mama. So every woman you see, you see is your mama. So now you didn't see the real issue. You saw the issue with her. So the reason I can't deal with your feelings is because your feelings will fool you. So let's deal with facts. So what actually happened? Well, I was standing at the opposite end of the auditorium in all black, in the dark corner of the auditorium, and they did not speak to me. Okay. Okay. And so for that reason, they don't want to. But you'll charge people with stuff. You'll charge people. You'll say, you're rejecting me. No, I checked you. You can't separate your actions from who you are. Are you hearing me? Are you hearing me? Y'all ain't shouting now. Y'all shouting a minute ago. We talk about your houses next. I'm trying to get you next. Why would God give power to a child? I'm just saying, would you throw your hands up and say, my house is next? It means to reason, to decide, to conclude. Life improves by choice, not by chance. And children or immature choose carelessly. It's just, I'm going to do what I feel. And that's, that's dangerous. <laughs> that's dangerous. All right, 2 Chronicles 10.8. We looked at King Rehoboam, uh, 2 Chronicles 10.8. But he abandoned the counsel that the mature man, old here doesn't mean old, literally, it means mature. Now, the mature man had given him. He takes over as king. Solomon, his father, died. And Solomon didn't want to die because his, his sons were going to take over. And he was like, these boys are nothing like me. It, it's, a, it's a sad indictment that even that the wisest king, watch me, wasn't able to give that wisdom to his sons, which teaches us a principle. Sometimes people that, watch this, are far from you will appreciate you more than people who are right next to you. Let me teach you a leadership principle. It's called the principle of the waterfall. Sometimes when people are too close to the spigot, they stop getting wet, so you got to push them out because the water goes up and over so sometimes what I got to do is cycle you out. No, nope, got to put, no, 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 because you, you've lost sensitivity for my voice. His sons were so close, they didn't recognize their daddy was the wisest man on the planet. His sons were so close that they recognized that their daddy was the richest man on the planet. So they go on to other folks asking them what to do, and they didn't realize their daddy was telling them what to do. Touch the neighbor and say, don't sleep on who's in your corner. Say it again. Say, don't sleep on who's in your corner. But he abandoned the counsel that the old man gave, that the mature man gave. And he took counsel with the young man, the immature man, who grew up with him. So they knew him. And you got to be careful. Because remember, the toys got mad when he got new toys. So when he gets this new position, listen to me, Linda. When... When he gets this new position, 
Him and the little boy. <laughs> that little boy had his little foot up. I, that gets me every time. He put his little foot up. Listen, honey, Linda. Put his hand on his hand. <laughs> watch. He says, watch this. He gets a new position. So he thinks that what they're about to tell him is good counsel. What he doesn't know is that they're actually low-key jealous that he got a position that they couldn't get. So what they tell him ain't pure. What they tell him is poisoned. You got to be careful when you're asking old people about new stuff. Because they'll come to you with some I don't know. So you got a new church? I don't know. I don't know. You, you don't. You're right. You don't. You say, thank you. You don't. You don't know, man. You don't know what you're talking about. They grew up with him. So when he gets new toys, the old toys, his boys, they got a problem. So you just going to leave us and go to the palace? Oh, you think you all that now, huh? Got your little badge in church now. You think you all that now, huh? Got your earpiece. You think you all that now, don't you? This is what, this is what they'll say to you. Oh, you, oh you, 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 you doing good now. You think you all that, don't you? And so now you'll start thinking, well, maybe they're right. Maybe I do go to church too much. Dude, please. So it is almost fifth Sunday. It ain't quite there. I got these new vitamins that's got me on a whole nother level. You better hear me. I was at my office just like. Paul says, when I became a man, I got to cut it short. When I became a man, so it wasn't about how old he was. It was about maturity. That word man there, it means a sir. Say a sir. I train our dream team um, intentionally that we say sir and ma'am, those who serve in our church. So you hear people doing that, like, why didn't they do that? It's because there's a spiritual principle behind it. Because sir means mature. So when you say sir to somebody, you are saying, I speak to your maturity. When you call somebody ma'am, you're saying, I speak to your maturity. You're saying, I speak to the best version of you and I call it to come out. You're saying, I speak to the best you and command it to come out. So Paul says, here it is. Paul says, when I became a sir, a mature man, I separated from my childish ways. And here's the trip, y'all. He had to put his toys away. A lot of toys here. Touch your neighbor and say, you got to put your toys away. A lot of toys here. Can't play with my toy helicopter anymore. Why? Because you don't have a real one. I was prophesying to me, whatever. <laughs> Got my Magna Doodle. That's what it is, Etsy. Now, this is a Magna Doodle. This Magna Doodle. Etsy Sketch was the red and gray one. I don't know. I put away my childish ways. I don't even know. I don't know. Kitty music. And see, when you're a child, you don't pay attention to what you do the first time because you figure you can just. But when you're an adult, if you sign on the line for the wrong thing. Touch your neighbor and say, he put away his toys. You got to put away your freight wrestling belt. You are not Triple H. <laughs> you are not The Rock. 
Do you smell when I'm cooking? Yes, I hope you're cooking. You better be. <laughs> Them children got to eat. You <laughs> I can't pretend to be a tough guy anymore. I actually got to be tough. Now. I can't be in things that are staged anymore. I got to actually do what's necessary to win. I got to put away my toys. Such a name say, put away your toys. I got to put away my noisy toys. He said, no, I got to put away, I got to put my puzzle away. But it was so cute. I worked hard on this. See the little zebra? I put the whole zoo together. But now as a mature man, I got to manage what has turned into a zoo. I gotta <laughs> Touch your neighbor say, put your toys away. said, when I put away my childish ways, wait a minute, hold up, touch your neighbor and say, consider your ways. Ready? If you were to be real with yourself, because you can fake your neighbor out, but if you were to be real with you, what are some of your ways that when you think about them, <laughs> <I'm good. laughs> your ways that are childish. You won't answer the phone to have a conversation. Y'all ain't saying nothing to me. You don't even look at them because you don't want to have to address the issue. Can I show you a real quick example in the Bible? In Haggai chapter 1, we're going to read this real fast. A lot of verses, we're going to read it fast. We're going to go Speedy Gonzalez. Speedy Gonzalez is Hebrew for fast. <laughs> I'm just joking. Verse 2. Thus says the Lord of hosts, saying, these people say to me, stop. Says right there is an interesting Hebrew word because here's what it means. They challenged me. Here's what it means. They plan with me. God says, these people are playing with me. Testament said, don't play with God. Say the moment you've been waiting for. Say, 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 is in the second half of this year. Don't play with it now. Don't play with it now. Don't play, don't play with it now. Watch. He says, they playing with me. They say the time hasn't come that the Lord's house should be built. So here's the first thing about their ways. They're unmotivated. Well, watch this. <laughs> Bishop, why do you do all of that? <laughs> so that you get the point. Watch. They say the time hasn't come. Unmotivated people never think the time is right to do anything. <laughs> say, Lord, motivate me. Can we tell the truth? After all the hell you've been through, you ought to be motivated enough to say, I'm not going back to the way life used to be. I'm not going back to the way I used to live. I'm not going back. Say, I'm motivated. That the time of the Lord's house should be built. Here's the second thing he says about their childish ways. Their priorities are out of order. They said, now ain't the time to be putting God first. That's what they said. They said, now's not the time for me to be serving. Now's not the time for me to be giving. Now's not the time for me to be doing. I'm not, now's not the time for all that. So, so watch this. He says their ways are out of line. Verse 3. And then the word of the Lord came by Haggai the prophet saying, verse 4, so it's time for you to dwell in your paneled house while the Lord's house lies in ruins. So, so here's the next thing. Here, here's, here's their ways. They're self-centered. Everything is about them. And he says while the Lord's house lies in ruins. Here's what that means. They're self-obsessed. Y'all ain't saying nothing to me. Uh, what's this? Verse 5. Now, therefore, thus says the Lord of hosts, the Lord who fights for us. 
Consider your ways. Paul said, I put away my childish ways. I put my toys away. So what does the Lord say to them by Haggai? He says, put away your childish Put away your childish Watch this. Look at verse 6. You've sown much and you bring in little. So, so God says, watch this. He says, when you're childless, here's how it happens for you. You have lots of effort with little results. He says, you eat, but you don't have enough. He says, you're always in lack. Somewhere there's lack. He says, you drink, but you're not filled with drink. He says, you're never satisfied with your vices. He said, it don't matter how much you smoke, you still ain't satisfied. It don't matter how much you drink, you still ain't satisfied. It don't matter how much you sex, you still ain't satisfied. I wish y'all talked back to me. It don't matter how much you eat, you still ain't satisfied. Why? Because God says, I need to be the thing that satisfies you. Would you lay your hands on yourself say, Lord, you satisfy me. Here it is. We're going in. He says, you clothe yourself, you clothe yourself, but nobody's warm. And who, who earns wages, earn wages and put them in a bag with holes. He says, you always have unexpected loss. He says, because you mismanage what you have. Consider your, put away your toys. Look at verse 7. Thus says the Lord of hosts, consider your ways. Go up to the mountains and bring wood to the temple that I may take pleasure in it and be glorified, says the Lord. Verse 9. You look for much, but indeed it came to little. And when it, you brought it home, I blew it away. Stop. God says, what you did get. Y'all ready for this verse? Y'all ready for this verse? He says, what you brought, watch this, you wondered why when you prayed, you couldn't rebuke. God says, you can't rebuke me. He said, I gave you what you asked for. And when I gave it to you, you didn't handle it like a mature person. So I blew it away. But here's the prophecy. He's about to blow it back. Y'all ain't saying nothing to me. Somebody say, I'm ready. ready. Look at the neighbor, tell him, say, you ready? He says, God, dog, here it is. Look, verse 9, you look for much, but indeed it came to the Lord. I brought it home. I blew it away. Why? Says the Lord, because my house was in ruins while every one of you was running your own house. He said, he says, you kept thinking your business was more important than my business. I need you to realize when you put God's business first, God will make sure your business is never handled last. Look at verse 10. Therefore, the heavens above you withhold the dew, withheld the dew. Now, can, can, can I help you understand something about withhold? Notice what he didn't say. What does dew represent? It represents results, manifestation. He says the heavens have withheld. Listen, it didn't say it got rid of. Why is that important to know? God says, while you were having your little immature moment, I could have taken it. I didn't take it. I just held it back. Here's a prophetic word, but I'm about to give it to you. Y'all are playing with this. If you believe that word is for you, hop up one time and spin. Why? Things are about to turn. I... Somebody say, I'm ready. I'm ready. Let me finish. <laughs> Let me finish. Let me finish. And the earth withholds its fruit. Manifestation. Results. Look at verse 11. I called a drought. It's the Lord talking. On the mountains, on the grain, the new wine, the oil, and whatever the ground brings forth on men and livestock and all the labor of your hands. He says, he says, you've been busy but unproductive. He said, and God said, and I did it because when I was coming to bless you, I, I saw all your toys. When I was coming to give you what you asked for, watch this. I was getting ready to bless you. Come here, parent. But I opened the door to your room. And when I opened the door to your room, I saw all your toys on the floor. And he said, listen, I wasn't going to walk through that until you cleaned that mess up. Somebody tonight, God says, I'm about to walk heavy in your life because you didn't start it to clean up your... Somebody shout, yeah. It is. Verse 14. Now I get why this atmosphere had to shift a little bit. Verse 14. So the Lord stirred up the spirit of Zerubbabel, the son of Sheltiel, governor of praise. That's Judah. And the spirit of Joshua, the son of Jehozadak, the high priest, 
and the spirit of all the remnant of the people. So what did he do? He stirred up prayer and praise. What does a priest do? He goes to God on behalf of the people. Revelation 5.10, Revelation 1.6, he's made us to be kings and priests. So check this out. He said, I stirred up praise and I stirred up prayer. He stirred up praise and he stirred up prayer. He stirred up praise and he stirred up prayer. He stirred up praise and he stirred up prayer. What did he do tonight before I even started preaching? He stirred up and he stirred up. And he said, <laughs> and the folks got to work. Lay your hands on yourself and say, you got to get to work. No, no more time for sleeping in. It's time to get to work. No more time for sleeping on the job. It's time to get to work. No more time for I'm going to get it done in September. No, you're going to get it done in August. No more time for let me put it off. I rebuke your fear. I rebuke the parts of you that don't think you're going to get it done. I rebuke the parts of you that keep delaying. Somebody say, not anymore. Say, I'm ready. Point to somebody, say, you ready? <laughs> I'm so glad I finished reading this. And they came and worked on the house of the Lord of hosts, their God. What happened? I'm done. They put their toys away. Why was God angry with them? He said, Consider your ways. So what do we know about their ways? Their ways were childish. What did God find when he showed up? Toys. So what ends up happening once they stir up prayer and praise? They went home and said, I ain't doing that no more. Don't call me no more. Don't do that no more. I ain't going to be able to do that no more. This ain't going to work no more. <laughs> Can't do that no more. They put away their toys. Would you lay your hands on yourself and say, Lord, give me the grace to put away my toys. Haggai 2.19. Let's skip, get to the good part. This is where you shout. We've been shouting all night. This is where you shout real big, though. Bishop, does all that praise stuff work? How do you think you breathe in? Does all that praise stuff work? How do you think you didn't commit suicide? Does all that praise stuff work? How do you think that you beat that bankruptcy? How? Somebody say, I know it works. Say, I'm ready. Point to somebody say, you ready? Here's Haggai 219. Here's the good part. Because I'm out of time. I'm out of time. I'm out of time. I'm out of time. You ready? You ready? Haggai 219. He says, is the seed still in the barn? As the vine, the fig tree, the pomegranate, and the olive tree have not yielded fruit. Here's what, here's what he says. He says, when I saw, and I'm skipping a whole lot, but you can go read it. God says, when I saw that you put their toys away, and they put away their rebellion, they put away their childish ways, and they put away their little snap, snacking attitude. <laughs> Anybody stun your attitude? When they put all of that away, not perfect, but they put it away. And when they saw it trying to creep out, they were like, ah, There's some stuff I need you to look at when it happens this week and just be like, oh, no, no. Why? I'm ready. Why? You ready? Here's the shout. When they put away their childish ways, how they spoke, how they thought, how they reasoned. God said, y'all ready now, ain't you? He said, you ain't sweating the small stuff no more, are you? He said, you ain't saying negative stuff no more, are you? He says, is there still some seed in there? He says, look at the end of the verse. But from this day, it's on the screen, please. All you got to do is read it. But from this day, so why did I start out prophesying that things were going to change tonight? Because we were going to read a verse that prophesies to you. But from... But from, but from, say, I'm ready. Point to somebody, say, you ready. Watch me. Watch me. Watch me. He said, 
He said, you put away your toys? Let's go. He said, you put away your arrogance? Let's go. Parents, let me show you how simple this is. You will hold up leaving the house to go take your kids somewhere to bless them. Because you said, look, we can't go anywhere until you clean up your room and put away your but the moment you look at the room and see that it's clean, what do you say? I'm going to tell everybody under the sound of my voice tonight, you ready? Point to somebody and say, you ready? Harvest, let's go. I said, let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Release a praise in this place tonight. toys away. You were waiting on us to stop playing with toys. And the moment they put away their childish ways, the moment they put away their toys, God says, you ready? Then here's what the Lord says. I'm ready. Let's go. I'm so glad. Hands up for just one more, one more minute, please. Bishop, what are you doing when you lift your hands? Yada, I told all you're releasing and you're receiving. Two Hebrew words for lifted hands. Say, I release my toys. Say, I receive triumph. Say, Lord, have your way in me. Your will be done in me. You can put your hands down, heads bowed, eyes closed. If you're in here and you're not a Christian, good news tonight, you can become one. 2,000 years ago, Jesus, who was God in the flesh, died so you and I could have... Well, I pray that today's life-giving message has spoken life into your life. I'm Bishop Foreman, pastor of Harvest Church, and at this time, I want to extend an opportunity to you to give your life to Jesus Christ. You know, 2,000 years ago, God stepped in a body. That body was called Jesus. That body got on a cross and died for our sins. Now, sins are things that we do that don't please God, and they ultimately don't please God because they ultimately are very harmful and dangerous to us. Not only did he die for our sins, he died so we could have life and life more abundantly. Here's what that means, that not only do we experience God's best, but that we can speak life into other people and use our lives to change the lives of other people. And today, if you need to become a Christian for the first time, the Bible says if you believe in your heart and confess with your mouth, you will be saved or born again or become a Christian. All of those phrases mean the same thing. And if today you were far from God, this is your opportunity to reconnect to God. I love him because uh, he's not the God of a second chance. The truth is, is we've all used our second chance already. He's the God of another chance. He offers us constant new beginnings and fresh starts to get things right for him. He gave his life for us so that we could give our lives for him. So today, if you need to become a Christian or recommit yourself to Jesus right there where you're at, I don't care where you're listening to this message, I want you to say this with me. Say, Father... In the name of Jesus, thank you for dying in my place. Because of this belief 
And because of this confession, if this is my first time praying this, I am now a Christian. If I was far from you, I am reconnected to you. Great days are here for me. Today is the beginning of the rest of my life. In Jesus' name, amen. Listen, if you prayed that prayer for the first time, you are now a Christian. You're born again. You're saved from yourself. And if you were far from God, you're reconnected to God. And here's what I want you to do. Take out your mobile phone and text the word DECISION to the phone number 59769. And when you do, I'm going to send you a message right away that's going to show you how to make Christianity your lifestyle and not just a hobby. And here's what I want to encourage you to do. You are connected to me and connected to Harvest Church for a reason. It's because this is the place God wants to speak life into your life. This is the place God wants you to grow and become a strong Christian and and serve and change the lives of other people. So stay connected, whether it's at a physical campus or a digital campus, stay connected to Harvest Church. Keep receiving this word and let it speak life into your life. Hope you have a phenomenal day. Hey, congratulations. Experiences are what people love the most about travel. Viator is a website and app where you can book travel experiences like hiking Mount Kilimanjaro in Tanzania or enjoying the views while cruising on a catamaran in the Caribbean. They offer everything from simple tours to extreme adventures. With over 300,000 bookable experiences in 190 countries, there's something for everyone. Plus, Viator's travel experiences have millions of real traveler reviews, so you have the information you need to book the best activities for your trip. When you book a travel experience with Viator, there's always flexibility and support with free cancellation, payment options, and 24-7 service. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10, that's V-I-A-T-O-R-10, for 10% off your first booking in the app. One app? Over 300,000 travel experiences you'll remember. Do more with Viator. With Starbucks Holiday Blend for Nespresso Virtuo, now exclusively at Target, there are even more ways to share the joy. Savor every smooth and festive sip all holiday season with friends and family at home to fill every indulgent day with cheer. 